What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Friday, sailing into ye old weekend. It's uh, April 5th, Friday. Great day. We're heading towards the draft, getting closer. Uh, of course, this weekend, a reminder, is March Madness, the final two games of the Final Four, and then on Saturday will be the championship game. If you want to get picks for those games, if you want to make some money off those games, um, you should be watching CBS Sports HQ, real sports, real sports news for real sports fans. None of that, uh, no politics, no, uh, fake debate, just flaming hot, accurate takes from guys like Pete Prisco, who's joining me today. Pete, what's up, man? What's up? A draft, uh, three weeks away. I Can you believe it. it. Almost, it's less than, yeah, I guess we're, uh, three weeks from today. Well, well you and I were oh, recording on yesterday. Thursday. Yes, yes. So 20 days away from the draft. Um, are you, are you, this is a weird class. I feel like I know the class pretty well, but not, but I, I don't feel like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, there's no, if Kyler Murray wasn't in this draft class, would we, it feels like it'd be a pretty bland draft class, right? I mean, like, I think there are a lot of good players. I'm not saying that. It's just, there's not a lot of storylines. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we say that every year, Brinson. Not last year. Last year, there were like five first-round quarterbacks. Well, there's going to be four first-round quarterbacks in this draft. Oh, you think so? Oh, I know so. Um, would you guaranteed? Take it to the bank. You think four a lot? Who's it's is Daniel Jones the fourth? Obviously, yes. Daniel Jones will be the fourth. Here's the thing about Daniel Jones: draft Twitter, all the draft analysts that write for sites, yeah. they don't rank Daniel Jones nearly as high as the NFL can, ranks him. So you have you've talked to teams that that, that they, they like him oh, a lot, really. Um, yeah. Do you think that Daniel Jones will be taken by a team with their first round pick they're currently holding, or is it probably a trade back in with the Patriots or Packers? No, or I think it's going to be a team that's currently holding. It, wow, the, I think it'll be the Redskins maybe at fifteen, or or maybe the um, the Giants at seventeen. So you think that? Oh, you think both those? Two, I know the Redskins. I've penciled in with the Redskins for a long time with those mock drafts. Even after they got Case Keenum, um, you think the Giants like Daniel Jones? I do. By the way, I, I think all four quarterbacks are off the board by twenty. Wow, really? So could we get yeah. five quarterbacks? No. Who would be the fifth? Uh, no, I don't. I have no idea. But I mean, well, you trying to prop up Ryan Finley? Are you? Not at all. Not at all. He's uh, he's a third. You know, I've heard people say like. I can't remember one draft analyst I was saying saying he's a second rounder. I wouldn't pick him in the second round. No, I'd take him in the. I'd probably take him in the third round. Maybe he. Um, I don't know that he made a lot of friends. Uh, he didn't do media interviews at the NC State Pro Day, and then later that night he was uh, doing a stand up with Daniel Jeremiah, awesome guy for NFL Network. Uh, and then now he's been appearing on Path to the Draft weekly with like a Skype setup, but he wouldn't talk to the local media, which is very odd. And I, you know, I mean, maybe don't X him off. Yeah, It'll be a career backup. You're dead to me. Nobody yeah, usually. Right. Somebody should have said, "Hey, Ryan, nobody wants to talk to a career backup." Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, who are you? Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, I think I think Murray's going to go. I think Haskins is going to go. I think Locke will go, and I think Jones will go. By the way, I, I'm starting to get more and more feeling from around people I, in the, in the know that uh, I don't think it's going to be Murray number one overall. See. Uh, I mean, we talk about this a lot on this podcast, but I, I like I like hearing that from you because my spidey sense on the Cardinals is that they are go- they want to trade down. Do you think there's any chance they would take Quinn and Williams number one? Yes. Oh, I made that bold prediction yesterday or like earlier this week. I'm just doing my latest mock draft, and I got Quinn and Williams going number one overall. Wow, you're going to get some clicks on that one. I thought about doing that for my Wednesday mock draft, but I, I bailed on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Because I think when you yeah, look. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to between Quinn and Williams and, Bo's, and and Nick Boza. Would they trade down if they could? Probably. I don't know if they would because then what do you, where do you take you take yourself out of getting one of those guys? I think Steve Kine probably really likes Quinn and Williams. He's his if type you go of. From, if you go from one to what, to the Raiders at four, say? You, you could end up with Josh you Allen. Get, you, you'd probably end up with Josh Allen or with Bosa. Would you be. Depending a, on how. How, how, what's the separation? I don't think the Raiders are going to make it. The Raiders can stand still and not get, and not, and get Murray if they wanted him. Maybe. Okay, let's just say it plays out this way. Say the Cardinals take Williams. Yeah. The 49ers will take Bosa or Allen, and the Jets will take the other one. Yeah. No, that's true. Do you, um, interesting. Where do you, what's the separation between Allen and Bosa in your mind? Is it big? It's pretty big. Don't get me wrong. I probably prefer Bosa. But I think he's more of the pure put-your-hand-on-the-ground end than Allen is. I think Allen could play standing up. I could hand on the ground. I think Bosa's hands, are the, as like his brother, their, their hands are incredible. It's like they've been taught the right way their entire life. Now their dad was a pass rusher in the NFL. He wasn't great, but he was a pass rusher. Um, but, I no, I, I'd probably rank him. If it was me picking, I'd probably – the way the, the – the, the, if you look at the Cardinals, the structure of that team – they need down players bad. Yep. So, you know, you could understand where the Cardinals would take Quinn and Williams. But if you want to go bookend, bookend, then you take Bosa. And so I think that's a, it's a hard, you know, fight for them. And I think it will be right until the final moments. And, and don't get me wrong. Murray's still in play there. Sure. Do you think the Murray thing is more about how they evaluate Murray versus Rosen or how they evaluate what they can get in return for Rosen versus plus that top pick? I think it's more of, I think, Football people might want a football player more than a quarterback, and the ownership might want a quarterback. Wow! So this might not even be a. Is it? Is it possible that all like the buzz, maybe the the created the like smokescreen buzz convinced? I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a buzz. I think, I think the the owner might want Kyler Murray to sell tickets. Right, but what I'm saying is that like so when they hired Cliff Kingsbury. People drug up the old thing where he's like, I'd take Kyler Murray number one. Is it possible that all of that kind of like talked Michael Bidwell into the idea of fi- trying to find Baker Mayfield 2.0? Like he's watching the Browns. He's like, ah, we, that's what we need. We need that. We need that. Maybe. I, I think they're having a hard time selling tickets in the Valley. The Valley's a hard sure. sell for, for teams. I mean, I went to ASU. I mean, if they weren't good, they didn't sell. Uh, you know, the Suns were once one of the hottest ticket in town. They're not any good, so they don't sell. That's because um, there's there's fun stuff to do outside of yeah yeah it, it, and so so from that standpoint I think it's uh, I think it's more the owner wanted to see if he could sell tickets and from what I was told it really the whole idea of it didn't really drum up much interest in the valley for Kyler Murray that that's what guys told me at the owners meeting so in other words they were sort of floating it out as a trial balloon like hey like let's see how what kind of buzz this gets yeah, yeah. Wow. and I do think the owners if he had his way I think he would pick he might still influence him to take. Um, Murray, but then you, you think about it. You got you, you paid the quarterback last year. You know that's a, that's a lot of bonus money to be throwing. He's, he's only got like six million dollars left on his rookie deal. But the bonus money now you got to come back and give another bonus. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, yeah, I'm saying like Josh Rosen. You already paid him all his money. Like, yeah, why, I know. Why would you? Why would you get rid of him? Plus, I think he's going to be good. He didn't give him a chance last year. And I, I said this earlier in the off season, but I think when you sort of if you sort of look at the what they've done. And they still need to add some pieces around him. But like the guys that they brought in, um, you know, whether it's J.R. Sweezy or Marcus Gilbert, you feel like they're really trying to build around 
a situation where they can run the ball effectively, they can let Josh Rosen make some throws and have some protection. And then if you add a piece like a Quentin Williams or a Nick Bosa at the top of the draft, I don't mind this defense at all. If they stay healthy, I think this defense could be good. Yeah, I mean, it could be better. I mean, it was, you know, and there are some talented players on the defense. But, again, it's how do you fix the offensive line? They had so many injuries last year. It wasn't fair to the kid to evaluate him that way. It just wasn't. It right. was a bad evaluation. So stick with him, draft a good star defensive player, and go from there, which I think is a strong possibility. You know, where does Murray go? Okay, let's just say for the argument, okay, mm-hmm. he doesn't go – he doesn't go one. Right. He's not going two. He's not going three. What if the Raiders decide, well, we're going to take Carr and just draft defensive guys and offensive guys to help Carr, and then then where? Then where does he go? That would be six. Crazy. The How, Giants. You should do this in your mock. Is have him fall. Where do the Giants? How do the Giants? I don't think Dave Gettleman wants Kyler Murray. I don't either. So I don't think he takes him. Does Jack Jacksonville won't take him? No. Jacksonville at this point is out on the quarterback in the draft, right? I think they're going to take the right tackle from Florida. That's who I think. Or a tight end. Or to Hawkinson. That's who I had him take. Yeah. yeah. That's too high for a tight end, but, but it could be. But then you get to, so then you get, then you're going where? Then it gets to John Elway isn't taking Kyler Murray. No, he's not. He's way too short. Uh, okay. Cincinnati? Cincinnati? Maybe. You think Kyler, that would be freaking nuts if Kyler Murray fell out of the top 10. Well, okay, but give me a destination if the Cardinals don't take them. Surely, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Surely somebody would trade up, right? I mean, I don't know if you trade up to three with the Jets. But who trades up? Miami? Maybe. Does it, but I feel like Miami's like, nah, we're good. We're waiting until next year. We're going with, we're going with Fitz Magic and we'll just see what happens. That, I mean, like, am I Chris? So, so where does he go? I, are you, I mean, what, what is his for? What are you, what are you suggesting here? And, and where do you stand on Kyler Murray right now and your personal evaluation of him? I think the quarterbacks are all middling. I, I don't love any of them, I'll be honest with you. Okay, but so, you think – like if, if any of these guys – I would take Rosen over all these guys, I'll be honest with you. I, I 100% agree. But you think four guys are going to go in the first round and all four eh. – Well, I mean, let's let's be real. One of them will be outstanding. The other one, one – another one will be very good. And one will be average at best, and the other one will stink. Now, figuring out which one it is is, is do you, you know, the whole Do you think that process. John Elway would take Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins with Kyler Murray on the board? I do. Wow, that would be a stunner. So um, then if he, if he doesn't go there, then where? Cincinnati, possibly. I mean, at that point, somebody's – Miami, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at that point – I feel like if he falls in Miami or Cincinnati, you, you have somebody, like, almost swoop in. And grab him. I mean, right? Well, who? <laughs> I'm trying to look at my mock draft. Um, I mean, like I had him in, in the one I just did. I had him going to Oakland, but I don't necessarily believe that. But right, could the it. Redskins straight up and grab him? Possibly. Because the Redskins could move up to like nine and grab him if he's falling. Like if he's sit, if he's sitting out there, well, with they the, might not have to move to go get him. Sit there at fifteen. Yeah. Um, could then, the, could the, then, it, then he might not even be the then in that scenario he might not be the first quarterback. He might be taken, the fourth right? quarterback taken at that fourth, the third. And it's just it's it's the whole thing is it's a it's an amazing phenomenon that we haven't seen in this draft because you have a guy who could go number one overall, but then if he doesn't go one overall and nobody goes to make a move for him, where There's, does he go? Well, that's the thing is like try. I mean, t- the Titans could take him, I guess. I mean, Come they're not going to take him. Probably not. I don't think so. I'm just. I mean, but I'm saying like I'm. Talk, I'm trying to give you. I mean, the Panthers could take him. Probably not, but they could take him if they're worried about Cam. The Texans aren't doing it. The Raiders 
I think the Raiders would probably take him if, if he fell to them at 24. Or they might package 24 and 27 and trade up and grab him. Well, let's, let's go through. Okay, Buffalo's not. Denver's probably not going to take him. We, I would I, think that yeah. I think we Cincinnati's agree that he doesn't possible. Green Bay's not. Miami, maybe. Falcons, no. Redskins, maybe. Panthers, no. Giants, maybe. Vikings, no. Titans, no. Steelers, no. Seahawks, they take him and trade Russell. All right, well, that, that's a great segue, actually, because I just realized we've been going on and on about Kyler Murray. What do you think, would you, if you were the Giants, would you give up 6 and 17 for Russell Wilson? Yeah, probably. Would you give up 6 and 17 and two second round picks for Russell Wilson? No. Then you're decimating your team. Would you, if you were the Seahawks, would you trade Russell Wilson? No, absolutely not. If you're, if you're the Seahawks, would you pay Russell Wilson? You have to pay him the next contract. It's not going to be Rodgers, but it's the next. It's it's Matt Ryan's deal. See, I think that's the problem. I think they want Russell's people want to top Rodgers' contract. Well, what's he going to do? Okay, here, let's play this out though. He says, "Okay, my deadline's April fifteenth. They don't hit the deadline. What does that mean? That if they came to him two weeks later and said, okay, here's a deal. We're going to we came close to your number. You're not going to take it. They will take it. Of course they'll take it. I, deadlines are stupid. What it does though." It, what his people have done is thrown it back on the Seattle and the public eye. Yep. It's on them now. So if it doesn't get done, it's, they're the bad guys. It's been, it's been carefully calculated because he went on Jimmy Fallon and he did that whole, eh, I wouldn't mind. I'd love to be the highest paid quarterback of all time. And now I think they want to get $35 million a year. If, if you're Russell, should he, should he take $32 million a year and go with it? Damn right he should. You it's not so? guarantee. What, what does Rodgers had? A hundred million dollars in the first seven months of guarantees, isn't it? Or something like that? Rodgers is fully, uh, 98.2 total guarantee. Yeah. This is via over the cap and 78.7 fully guaranteed. Matt Ryan had a hundred total guaranteed and 94.5 fully guaranteed. Um, but wasn't, wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, Rodgers is in the first seven months of that deal is almost all that money. Yeah. He basically yeah. gets like a hundred million in the first. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to get that kind of guarantee and less average, then I think you got to do that. You got to come close to the guarantee. I mean, the problem for the Seahawks is that he, they can't pay him less than $30 million a year, but don't you think they should pay him that? Yes. Cause he, I, should, he should be like Matt Ryan. He should get a little bit above Matt Ryan. Cause his came later. I think that there's a, I think there's at least a part of the Seahawks that thinks we can go in the draft and find a guy like we found Russell and invest this money into our defense, into other parts of our team, and win like we did back when we won our Super Bowl. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, they got – look, Russell is a once-in-a-lifetime draft. You don't get a guy like that in the third round. Twice. You might find one in the sixth round like some team did. Right, but right, but it's like that's a once-in-a-lifetime. It's I mean, lucky. Like, you got lucky. Right. I mean, like, like John Schneider is not going to find another – Potential Hall of Fame quarterback in the third round of a draft, and neither are the Patriots going to find one in the sixth. No, never, nobody, nobody ever will find a guy like Brady in the, the sixth. Patriot, like, like I always say, the Patriots dynasty is <laughs> one bred on luck. Um, would you? So you think the? Do you think that if the Seahawks called Russell Wilson and said, "All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a hundred and sixty million, or let's say we're going to give you what's thirty-two times five. Because I can't do math. We're, yeah, 160 million. Very nice. Uh, we're going to give you 160 million with 100 million guaranteed, and you get 75 million in the first two uh, 18 months. That's 32 million a year. Will he you take it? You think so? He, yes, he'd take it. 
You don't think he's going to – because I do think the one thing that he might hold out for, Pete, is the the fact that the new CBA – because he could play 2019 on the final year of his rookie deal, and then he could play 2020 on the franchise tag, and then the new CBA could happen, and they could say, all right, we're doing a one-time – like, if you've been franchised – if you were franchise tagged in 2020 – you're a free agent now. Like we're doing a They're one not, the franchise the, the NFLPA can bark all they want about the franchise tag changing. It didn't change it. No, but I'm saying it might be a thing where you can only be tagged once. No. You don't think so? change. They're not going to change that. They, they could. Can bark all they want. Okay, then they're going to give them 18 games then. Well, then Russell will be a free agent before 2021 with 18. But the union games. has done such a great job for its players so far, so you got to expect that the next one's going to be really I, good for. Them. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm just saying that there are there's a possibility that something could change when the CBA happens that could set Russell Wilson free. It could really screw the Seahawks. Yeah, but by the way, I love the the tweets this week about the average salary. Look at the NFL makes the most money. Did you see those tweets no. about the baseball, the football? You didn't see them? No, please. Oh, everybody going all. Oh around. yeah, wait, wait, I did. It was like yeah, it's like please, the baseball well, guys. I mean, were... first off, you have fifty three guys on the NFL roster, right? I mean, you have yeah, what do you yeah. have in the NBA? Twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah baseball, yeah, yeah. you have what twenty five? Yeah, yeah. That there's part of the difference, right? Guaranteed money, but also. Who are you going to blame? They're, everybody, woe is me. Blame the union. Yeah. They, if you want to blame anybody, blame your own union. Hey, Demar Smith, get your guys some more guaranteed money. It's on the union. Well, you know, they hate to hear that. Well, but you part, know I'm well loved inside that union building. So. You are. Part of the problem, too, is that the agents and the players themselves want to, the agents for the players want to trumpet these big numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like they want to be like, oh, we got a guy 150 million guaranteed. But it's like, no, you didn't. You got your guy like 15 million guaranteed over three years. Like it's not even right. close. Well, um, the problem is they, they, they got to negotiate the right way. Yeah. If you give me eight, I'm going to give you 18 games, but I want that franchise tag out of there. I want more time off for my guys in the summer. I want the rosters increased to 60. Um, you know, so there's more jobs. Uh, I want more, you know, I want, I want, I want the middle class to be in play again because it's been eliminated. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of ways I could do the deal for both sides if they want me to. Um, 18, people hate 18 games, the idea of 18 games because of injuries. But you know what, Will? If you, what if you could had 18 games and you had 63 man rosters? Two buys. And each guy could only play 16 games. Oh, that's not a bad other idea. Other than a quarterback. That's actually intriguing. That puts more strategy into it yeah, too, which I love because we can question the coaches some more. Yeah, it's Why like, did you sit him out in that game and rather than that, say you got a pass rusher on the other team that's a dynamic edge rusher, so you can't sit your tackle out that game. You got to play. Maybe sit him out at late game, or, you, or do you sit him out early in the season and hope he's there at the end? Or do you get to the end and you've already clinched? And you know, I think it brings more strategy in. I love it. More like games, it. more football, more jobs. I like I solved it. it. I like it. Good job. That's actually really good, Pete. And then it's like, hey, you use JJ Watt your first sixteen games of the season, Bill. Uh, what what do you like? You lost. You missed the playoffs because you didn't have him the final two games of the year. What are you thinking? Um, well, we thought we were going to clinch the division early, and we didn't, so we made a mistake. So there you go, Bill. Bill, there's another thing to question the coaches on. It'd be great. <laughs> More strategy. I we could do a whole podcast on that. Um, Will Russell Wilson? I saw this. Uh, let's say hypothetically, I saw this. Um, By the way, quarterbacks play 18 games no matter what. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think in the new CBA they should do a thing where quarterbacks are a certain percentage of the salary cap. Uh, Will Russell Wilson agree to a new contract by April 15th? Let's oh. say. Yeah, you no is uh plus one fifty hypothetically. Yes, no it's minus two hundred. There's no chance they get no, a deal zero. done in ten days. There's zero percent chance. It'll get done before the season though. I think so too. Um over under a hundred and seventy five million dollars total worth of Russell Wilson's contract. What's Rogers deal now? It's um what did I say it was? One one thirty four, uh but Matt Ryan's was one fifty. 
It's not Russell Wilson's not going to one seventy five. Yeah, if I take the under on that. But he could easily get one sixty and, and shatter everything. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He'll go past Matt Ryan's deal. He should. Is there any chance he would just take like a three year deal? No. They wouldn't give him a three year deal. If you're gonna pay him, you're gonna pay him for a yeah, long time. That's day. true, that's true. Um they wanted to be a Seahawk for life in theory. I think it would make a lot of Seahawks fans mad if he if he bolted, by the way. Um we're gonna bolt very quickly and take a quick break and then we'll come back and uh we'll chat about the AAF. Maybe uh maybe some draft prospects Pete likes. Off-season moves he likes, and maybe even Game of Thrones. Be right back. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. All right. Pete, it's draft season, as we mentioned. Oh wait, you uh, what do you just really quickly? What's your thoughts on the AAF shutting down and just disappearing? I don't like seeing leagues shut down. I, I like more football, but uh, I mean, look, let's be honest about it. Uh, the NFL has their minor leagues called college football. I saw people giving you grief on. Twitter. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like the, and, and there's Canadian football too, by the way, yeah. which isn't a minor league. But if you want to go play, you can go up there and play. Look, I love more football. I like the idea of it. I'm, I'm sad to see it go. Was it good football? No. Was it awful football? No. It was, it was okay. It was better than I thought it would be. Uh, and it gives them a training ground. So I, I don't mind that, but uh, I, I like more football. But the fact that it went away is not surprising. Yeah. How many of these leagues have come and gone? A lot of them. I, the thing that's surprising is that it went away in the fashion that it did. And we still don't know why that happened and all the machinations. You know, people the deny that technology thing, but in talking to people that were around that, the technology is big, and whether he bought it for the technology or not, I heard that they were testing that technology with focus groups along the way. Oh. And when they were testing that technology with focus groups, then they figured out, okay, after the X amount of weeks after he bought it, they figured out, okay, the technology, we now know it works. Why spend $10 million more a week to keep this thing going, shut it down? And they say he doesn't have the technology. Somebody said that. I don't know if that's true. Right. But – there's, you know, the, the technology supposedly works, and that's the gold mine of that whole situation. Well, the question is, with his position as chairman, and we're talking about Tom Dundon, owner of the Hurricanes, and the guy who jumped in and pledged $250 million to the AAF and then decided to shut it down, as is his prerogative based on being the chairman there. He, um, in theory, if he had, like, the, the, the concept people are talking about is that he 
may have he might want and this i this i presume is what they would do he wants the gambling application the back end technology and gambling application that comes from uh the technology that the Pete's referring to i my assumption Pete is that he would then license it out to the NFL NHL um NBA and MLB and you license or he would it. sell it or he would sell it to make millions off well, no but i'm saying you license it out to them for like you're like all right look it's a 10 year deal for 100 million dollars to each of those leagues and all of a sudden you, you know I yeah. guess the thing is, is that there's there's stuff centers on the player, sure, that is in real time that you can bet on the sensor on whether he catches the ball or not, or whether he does the route or not. That's what I was. Now, I don't know this for a fact, because I heard this secondhand. Wow. But it's it's intriguing as hell, and if it's true, it's a gold mine because I, I mean I think that Charlie Ebersol and the guys who started the league, Bill Polly and all them, like if you if you listen carefully to their comments about it, they never said that the money was going to come in via the football. The money was always going to come in via other avenues like technology and and, and stuff like that. So I well, guess nobody went to the game, so they didn't have any. They weren't generating any right, money from the stands, right? And they were probably losing every every time they had a game. Whoever had the home game lost money. Whoever traveled lost money. They didn't make any money off that. So. Yeah. That's a, you're in the minus pool as as is before you even start. I mean, Tom Dundon didn't become a billionaire by being stupid about and stupid about flushing. Oh, so. he, he became a billionaire Sub-prime by loans. essentially being yeah. a Shylock. Yeah, that's yeah, that <laughs> is accurate. Didn't he, didn't he lease? Uh, didn't he do car loans at like twenty two percent? Subprime car loans. Yeah, yeah, yeah like twenty two percent. You can get better. You can get better rate on the street. Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, <laughs> I know guys true. in New York that'll give you a better rate on the street. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, no, the, he he got rich on subprime auto loans, and then I think he did a hedge fund in Dallas, and uh, and now he's owns the Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, obviously, he's a smart guy. So so. Um, and clearly he, a ruthless mf'er. I mean, this guy ain't scared. Well, I mean, after if, if, okay, if the, if he bought it and he knew the technology was there and he figured out the technology after four weeks of was it four weeks he owned the, the league or five uh, weeks? I think yeah, five to six weeks. Yeah, not much. Okay, after five or six weeks, the focus groups came back and he said, and everybody what, and they said it's working. It, why would he put ten more million dollars into the league to be played to figure out if the technology works? They figured it out that technology works. Shut it down. I'm yeah. done. And and yeah. and and you use the union thing. As a, as a, as a means of like your public excuse for why you're shutting it down. Like he didn't, he could have been like, I'm tired of watching this football and just shut it down. Like he didn't need an excuse. That's the reality of it. And, and, and you know, anybody who, by the way, anybody who played in that league or coached in that league, and I heard guys aren't getting paid at all, you know, right. anybody. But if you, you know, if you played or coached in that league, you got to go in with the idea that you might not get your money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, you're doing a startup. It's like joining a start. Like if you left, um, if you left CBS to go work for uh, Will Brinson Football Biz, you know you, you would pay me. You, you stiff me. I, no, but you you would have to at least be aware that my 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 financial backing could collapse. Like we might not be able to sell enough loafers in order to uh, to back the the price of the football. All right, uh, let's talk about some draft prospects. So you do a guys I by what is the better than list? Right, better than list. Yes, it's yeah. guys you like better. I'm working on it. I'm when's going to come out probably. Next week, not next week, but the early the next week. I would uh, urge anybody who likes draft stuff or football in general to check out the list because every year Pete has at least one or two guys that pop in a big way um, in the draft. They usually like like the, I think the best example is like Grady Jarrett. You loved Grady Jarrett coming out of the draft, undersized DT coming from Clemson. He gets drafted in the fifth round, and now he's turned into a, a Pro Bowl caliber defensive tackle. Well, I'll just tell you some of the guys who are on my list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys have been on the list over the years. David Johnson was on the list. Yes, that's right. Travis Travis Kelsey was on the list. 
Dak Prescott was on the list. Deion Jones was on the list. Yannicka Cogway was on the list. The captains have been over the years. Some of the captains have been Jason Pierre-Paul, Benny Logan, Levante David, and Grady Jarrett. That's good. And, and then last year, the, I, I had um, – let me see who my – I forget. Oh, my t- captain was uh, Ian Thomas. Ooh, pretty good. He, I think Ian Thomas is going to have a breakout at some point in the near future. Denard Avery was on that team last year, who they love in Cleveland. Anthony Miller. Yep. Austin Corbett, who ended up starting. Trey Quinn, who I think is going to be good. Um, Carry on Johnson, who was looked good early on. Maybe Deshaun great. Hamilton, who's going to be much better this year. Brian O'Neill started. Arden Key. Mm. Um, Josie Jewell, who played a lot for the Broncos. Yep. Josh Sweat, not so good. Carlton Davis played a lot for the Bucks. I mean, the, yeah, the list was pretty good again last year. So, uh, who are you, who are you sort of eyeing right now? I mean, I, I don't want you to name your captain on the podcast weeks ahead. No, I haven't even figured out the captain. I'll okay. be honest with you. Um, guys I like, I like the, the Miles Sanders, the running back from Penn State, a lot more than most people do. Okay. I think that kid's going to be a longtime starter in the NFL. Would you, player. do you put him like above, uh, David Montgomery? And, yes. Oh, okay. So is where, was he like, he's, two. he's your second running back? Yeah. Behind Josh Jacobs? Correct. Okay. Um, I like Riley Ridley more than most people, mm. even though he doesn't time. get mentioned in this wide receiver conversation no. at all. And he's a productive player, and his forty time wasn't great. That's why people were concerned about it. But he plays faster than that. Uh, I like a handful of tight ends. I like uh, Kahali Waring at, at San Diego State is a interesting kid. Was a volleyball player, yeah, and and is real athletic. Only caught thirty something passes last year, but can really catch the football. And I, I think his best football is in front of him. So he's a guy I like. Uh, I like Zach Allen from Boston College, too. You know, people ping him because he's not the, the most, you know, athletic pass rusher. But he, he can really play. Uh, there's a couple other guys. Dylan Mitchell, wide receiver at Oregon. Guy's a big play guy out there. Gary Jennings from West Virginia. Everybody talks about David Sills. I think Gary Jennings on the other side is intriguing. Then there's some long corners. Michael Jackson at Miami. Um, and then you got the kid at Vanderbilt who's an interesting kid, Joe Jawan Williams, about 6'2", long athletic kid. So there's a lot of good players. And this draft is good. Buddy. Dude, this, this draft is, is crazy draft. deep. Like it's – like I think you're going to see a lot of smart teams trade down and acquire picks, right? Because to me there's not a huge difference between 10 and 50. Like that – like I mean, does that make sense? I mean, I feel like there's a – That's why the Patriots are sitting there with all their picks just smirking. Yeah, and, and they probably won't pick at number 32, right? There's a lot of centers in this draft. Yeah. A lot of, like, there's, you know, like, we, Bradbury's probably the number one center, McCoy's probably the number two, but like, a guys I'm considering for this list, you got, uh, you know, the kid at Mississippi State, Elgin Jenkins is a good player, and then you got the kid at Georgia is an interesting player, Lamont Galliard. So, I, I think when you look at it, there's a lot of depth at a lot of spots. There are no real elite corners, which kind of pings the draft a little bit. Uh, there are no elite quarterbacks, I don't think, so that kind of pings the draft a little bit. There's no star receiver, which kind of hurts the draft, but the who's lines, your, who's both your, lines are good. Who's your wide receiver one? I don't, I'm not in love with DK Metcalf like everybody else I, is. I don't, I wouldn't draft him. I mean, I mean, I would draft him at like 30, I guess. I don't know if there is a, a number one. The kid from Oklahoma would be number one if he didn't have the foot. Marquise Brown? But he's got the foot, so that's a problem. I, I probably put, I love Paris Campbell. Do you think? Do you think he goes first round? Back end. How many wide receivers? So the over under for wide receivers that you can currently wager on is three and a half. It was two and a half a month ago. I think you could set it at four and a half, and I wouldn't be surprised if five wide receivers went in the first round. 
No. Who? Uh, Metcalf's going in the first round. Right. Marquise Brown could easily go in the first round. Even maybe. Maybe. I mean, he can fall. He can fall. Harmon, Inkeel, Harry. And... They're not going in the first round. They're two. They're second rounders. You think so? Yep. Okay. So you, and, then, think... and then, uh, and then, and then Campbell. Paris Campbell. Yeah. Could be, he could be a first or second rounder too. Okay. I don't, I think that's an under for four and a half. That's going under. What about three and a half? I still think it's going under. You might only have two. Oh boy. I'm in trouble with my buddy who bet on that. If I told him, I was like, hammer the over on two and a half. Oh yeah. You better tell him to go bail out on that one. But you know what he could I do? Mean, is... That's the thing about this receiver group. I don't think there's a big separation between guys supposedly at the top of the class and 10, 11. They're, you know, like, like, for example, guys down the road, like, I mentioned Gary Jennings from, he's down the line, but he might, you might hit on him big. Right. Um, you know, the kid, Isabella kid. Yeah, Andy, uh, Andy Isabella out of UMass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, Stanley Morgan Jr. from Nebraska is not Who even Who sounds like a, uh, a retirement hedge fund firm. Yeah. Or, right? or like, I think it's his dad, Stanley Morgan. No way. Is it really? Isn't it? Look and see. <laughs> it's gotta up. be. It's Remember scary. Stanley Morgan? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. too, but the, Stan, the kid's too young to be Stanley Morgan. Maybe it's his grandson. <laughs> uh, let's see. Stanley, uh, whoa. Stanley the steamer that played at Tennessee. Uh, yeah, who played for the Patriots and the Colts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see if he, uh, it has to be, right? Uh, I can't, um, let's see. Coaching crew, there's nothing about family in here. No, I don't think so. Huh, interesting. Why would he be Stanley Morgan Jr.? He's, well, he's born in Easley, South Carolina. Love Easley, South Carolina. Why? Um, uh, let's see. Where's this Stanley Morgan Jr. from? New Orleans, Louisiana. Hmm. I don't know if they're related. Surely they have to be related, right? You would think. All right, let's not Google this. I'll Google this offline and I'll provide an answer to people when we get done. Uh, all right, what, uh, let's talk about some off-season moves too, unless you got anybody else you want to mention about the draft. Well, that's good. Um, I think, I'll tee you up here on this one. I think a team that's had a good off-season that nobody's, this is sort of under the radar. I mean, it doesn't have to be under the radar. It just be teams you like what they've done this off-season so far before the draft. I think the Bills have had a nice off-season and nobody's really talking about it. Agree or disagree? I think the Bills have had a great off-season. I, I think they've improved their team by a ton. They had to get, you know, that's one thing Sean McDermott told me at the combine. We had to get, he said we had to get guys around our quarterback, and they did. That roster has improved a great deal. I mean, they had issues on, they had nothing last year, right? There's zero. There's a terrible roster, and they've added a bunch of non, not sexy wide receivers or anything like that, but they've added a bunch of wide receivers. The offensive line's better. Um, the offensive line's better. It's possible they could take an offensive lineman in the draft or maybe even another weapon like one of those tight ends. Um, and then the defense, I think, is going to be good because Sean McDermott's a very good defensive coach. And, and one thing I told him, you can watch his team. They play hard. He gets – we were saying this with RJ the other day. He gets a game to a game and a half extra out of his team because of how, how hard they play and how well coached they are. And, it, I mean, that's an impressive feat in the modern NFL. They play hard. I mean, you know, look, they still have issues on the offensive line, but Ed Morse and, and, and that group with Waddle and, and Nishecki or every how he's pronounced his name. Um, and then, you know, look, the receivers aren't great. John Brown will help, but he's not great. Right. But um, he, Beasley will help, make it easy on them. They still could, you're right, they still could use a tight end. I mean, like a, a Hawkinson for them would be a perfect fit. 
I think they need to improve the offensive line still. Well, I, I don't disagree, but I'm just saying, like, if they don't love Jonah Williams and Jawan Taylor's off the board, you could go with Hawkinson there. When, when they're I think that they need to help up on the defensive line still, too, though. That's true. They added, they got Starlow to Laley, Jerry Hughes, Trent Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they need it. With Kyle Williams walking out of there, they still need a guy on the inside. And this is a good Oliver. draft to get somebody, too. Uh, yeah, like Ed Oliver would be great for them. Ooh, I like that idea. Who else? Ed Oliver going from Houston to Buffalo. What a fun time. Who else has uh, improved their, uh, the, who else do you like? The, whose offseason do you like so far besides Buffalo? Well, Buffalo, I really liked. Um, I mean, look, you gotta, you gotta look at some of these teams and say, did they get that much better? Or you could you you could rip an off season. Give me I don't, either one. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna applaud an off season. I'm gonna okay. applaud the Colts for not spending stupid money in the in the um, free agency. Sure, I give them a lot of credit. They could have gone nuts with what they were doing, and they didn't. I applaud them for that. So that's one team. But I mean, like Arizona's improved their team by not spending big money. Agree. Think about the think about the guys they've added. They add Suggs, go up the pass rush, right? Yep. They they added uh, the corner. Alford. Yep. Now they gave him a little bit of money, but they added him. That that improves two spots that needed improving in a big way. Yep. You know they they added the tight end who isn't great, but it'll help Clay. Will help them a little bit. Yep. Uh, so for me, I think they did and some Sweezy neat. and Sweezy and uh and, and uh, Marcus Gilbert. I mean, like that. Yeah. But if yeah, those guys play line. sixteen games, the offense. Is, I uh, oh, so this is kind of cool. You like this? I'm uh, I'm actually caught broadcasting the uh, NC State spring game on Saturday. What? Uh, yeah, I'm part of the uh, the broadcast team for the NC State Spring Game. What are you doing? I'm just in the booth. I'm going to be in there with uh, Andrew Saunders and Mike Glennon. This is the segue here because Glennon, I was talking to Mike about this. And I was like, so like that Arizona thing. We were just talking about Rosen. He's like, I mean, he just, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't saying anything anything other than what we all have known. But he's like, you you wouldn't believe how bad a situation it was with that offensive line and the weapons. He's like, it's just impossible to determine what Josh Rosen can or can't do. And he said he's seen one of the strongest arms he's ever played with uh, in terms of Rosen. So, um, but, but to my point, yeah, people can watch me. Uh, uh, you can go to gopack.com and watch me do the broadcast for the, uh, for the, for the NC state spring game. First NC state will put anybody on. They really will. I was surprised as well. Are you um, going to bring pom poms with you? Uh, no, I, I believe I'll be in a, a polo shirt up in the booth. Is a uh, little Baselli playing? I think he's transferring. He is? I think so. I think that happened. Um, is it Andrew Baselli? Yes. Yeah. I believe I saw that he is transferring. Um, I'll have to. No, he was the, he was the guy from FSU, right? He was the FSU. Kid. No, who's, 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 who's the other one? No, Andrew's the FSU one. The other one is, um, God, what's his name? I, I forget what the, the tight end. Yeah. I, th- I think I saw he's leaving. Let me see. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, he's transferring. Um, tra- Adam uh, Baselli. Adam Baselli. Yeah, I, th- I think he's. I, think I don't think he's transferring. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. All right, I'll look it up. Don't don't take me for that. Oh wait, Baselli no longer on team inside Pack Sports. Yeah, something something happened with it. I don't know exactly what it was. Maybe you can find out. Ask uh, Tony. I'm sure, he'll be thrilled to get that call from me. Oh um, uh, well, the other kid had a ton. Of, they both have a ton of talent. I don't know what's going on with yeah, that. Yeah, sure, they got yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so check that out on GoPack.com. Uh, you like Arizona's offseason, Buffalo's offseason. Who else do you think? Indianapolis? Who else has had a good offseason? Do you like what the Packers did? Yes. Okay. Had a great offseason. You think spending the money on those pass rushers is worth yes, it? Yes, they had to get the pass rush improved. And I think now Pettin can do a lot of different things. 
Getting Amos in the back end helps. Remember, they were playing Tremont Williams back there last year. That yep. wasn't good. Uh, you know, getting both Smiths really helps. I, I, I think both Preston and Zadarius are good young players. Do you think yes, that it gives them flexibility in the, in the in draft the, now? With well, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think it's possible now that they could end up going offense, offense. I don't know that they will. I think they'll probably go offense, defense, or maybe even defense, defense. But I think they're going to go offensive line, tight end. Hawkinson. Like, say they take Jonah Williams and, and no, first and then get fan. In the second half of the draft? Yeah. That'd be yeah. a nice little haul. Cause, I mean, quietly they're, Oh yeah, what did you think about this? Uh, did you read that Ty Dunn article? Yeah, I read it. What did you think? Not about surprising. It? I've heard the same stuff. Mike McCarthy's out getting massages instead of meetings. Uh, I think that's I think that's a bunch of garbage. I think that's garbage. So, but so um, I mean, when you read the intro of it, it's like the, the, he says it goes back to like. Look, Tyler did a great job with that story, but if you spent, um, I've talked to some people in Green Bay. They say that Jennings and and Finley just go all in all the time. Mm. So you know if there's Ten more guys named, then maybe you'd say okay. But Tyler did a good job with it. But you could do you, look. You go to any team in this league, and you could you could find that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty intense. I mean, it's it's, it's it, he did a great job with it. I sent him a little note. I said you did a fantastic job with this. Story. Yeah, it's, it's, now he used to cover that. Did you send him? Did you send him the note in public, or did you send him a private note? You're not okay. a public congratulator. No, yeah. not like you. <laughs> I like I like to yeah just to let hey, people. you. Um, but he. Um, he did a great job with that, though. And, and you remember, he covered that team for a while. He did. He was the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel beat writer, I believe. Yeah, so he had, he knows a lot of those stories. But it, it's like if I went back and did something on the Coughlin Jaguars, that it, it would be eye-opening. Yeah. But, you know, I, I haven't written the those stories. The current Coughlin Jaguars. You can go back. I and... mean, I could find 20 ex-Coughlin Jaguars and write an expose on what he did there, and it would be – people would go, oh, my God, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably get him fired <clears> now. Um all right. Uh, anybody else that uh, that that piques your interest in terms of a uh, off season? That- I thought the Rams had for for little money as they had. I thought the Rams did what? No, getting Weddle and getting Clay Matthews and keeping Dante Fowler really helps. Yes, for sure. And I thought they, I thought he did. I thought they did a really nice job with that. Is Weddle going to be athletic enough at his age on the back end of that defense? Oh, that's that's a great myth that he's not. That's okay. garbage. All right, he can still play and he's smart. And you know what? He'll bring the best out of the corners. That's a great signing for that. This is a better pass rushing combo with Fowler and Clay Matthews than they had coming into last year, right? I Without mean, a doubt. That yeah. was all year. I kept saying the undoing of that team would be their lack of an edge rush. Yep. And, it, and it kind of was. Yeah, it was. Um, I think that they might need to go offensive line in this draft. That offensive well, line. People, is... keep, people keep saying they need a center, though, but they drafted Brian Allen on Michigan State in the fourth round with the idea he would replace Sullivan. So, And by the way, Sullivan didn't play that well last year. Um. All right. Last thing, Game of Thrones. What do you think? Should okay. First of all, should myself, Sean Wagner, maybe you, uh, Ryan Wilson, Jamie Eisenberg, and Adam Azer do a Game of Thrones CBS Sports podcast? Maybe. It'd be fun. Do it once a week. I might. I might have to go back and rewatch it again before the thing starts in two weeks. I don't have enough time. Not all of them, right? Just the last. No, that'd be hard. Yeah. My wife and I have done that the last two years before the new season, and um, I, I think last year's—I'll be honest with you—last year jumped the shark. Yeah, it got a little. Old. We were remember we were talking about it on this podcast last year. We need the, the stories of the first bunch of years were about the people. Yeah, and then last year it became more about special effects, and I hear this year is going to be nothing but special effects. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's going to be a bunch of wars. The problem was, it's like like the Night King riding a, you know, like I don't, I don't need to see the Night like King. Like the White Walkers. Okay, again, where did the eggs come from? 
Where do you uh, the, like the, which no, there's a theory out there that the eggs are in frozen at some point anyway, so he's going to have more. The eggs are going to be frozen, and they're going to be unfrozen. He's going to have more of those more, on the other side. More dragon eggs? or more? Yeah. Because they're rare. Right, yeah. That would be a problem. But there has right. to be some catch about, like, what John and um, – and uh, I haven't watched the show. Well, Daenerys. Yeah, Daenerys. Like, they've got to have – like, do they have enough dragon glass? I mean, because, like, the problem is right now the battle should be a bloodbath. Like, they should slaughter – the the White Walkers should roll through and slaughter There's everybody. There's some theory that one of the Starks is the the head of the uh, White Walkers. What? Yeah, like a current Stark? No, a dead one. That would be so. It's like John. Like it would be like Ned Stark, or like or, yeah, somebody. Yeah. Or like Rob Stark is who was killed and like picked and then, up. Yeah, and then like there's another kid out there somewhere that actually Jon Snow isn't the son of the king. He was switched at birth, and there's another. Uh, there's the, well, the, well, the other guy would be Gendry, right? Who is the there's all kinds of kind of theories out there about it. But look, I just want to see the stories about the people. I don't want to see special <laughs> effects. Uh, as much as I like seeing the dragons fly in and you're a, you're a people person. Yeah, no, I just like stories. <laughs> Tell the story. Um, I mean, they've all been on. I've, it's funny because all those people have been on the morning shows in the last couple of weeks, all the actors and stuff, and they won't give out any hints. Did you see the Jimmy Fallon um, uh, Aria prank? No. It's pretty funny. She goes, um, he's like, can you give us like, you know, just give us something. And she's like, oh yeah, you know, we're filming. It's very sad. Arya dies in the second episode. And she like freezes and does this incredible, Macy Williams does this incredible acting job and walks off the stage and, and like, Jimmy's like, we can edit it out. And like, they're freaking out. And then they jump back out and say, April yeah, I like to gossip off the, off the, away from the set. Yeah. Like Cersei and, uh, was it Braun? They can't film together. Cersei and Braun? Was it Bron? Who's is it? You mean the, Jamie the, Lannister or no Bron? The, the little kid? No, not Bron. Who's the who's Jamie's little buddy? Who's Jamie's buddy? The guy that fights with him all the time. Oh, Bran? Uh, oh, Bran! Yeah, 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 yeah. Bran, yeah. Well, they, Cersei and Bran don't film together supposedly because of they used to date. Wow, <laughs> wow! So they have yeah. to like write around that. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I um, love gossip like that. See, that's better than uh, the actual than the show. actual show. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. Thanks for hanging for this long, Pete. Always a pleasure. And um, anything you want to promote? You're better than team. Better than team next week. And uh, let's. By the way, coming up in a couple weeks. Um, I don't even know if you know this yet. We're going to be doing a mock draft uh, show for two hours. Am I going to be doing a mock draft? Yes, you are. Am I going to be live from my house or live from Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, from your house. Okay, all right, cool. Sounds exciting. Yeah, two hours. I think we're, we're it's going to run on the 18th of uh, April. Okay, that's awesome. That'll be a it's blast. Not finalized yet, but they're talking about. Okay, it. So but that'll be fun so, to do. It'll be like me and you and Brady Quinn. And it could be a so you and Brady will be in like Fort Lauderdale with uh, Chris Danny Hassel Canal, and Dan. And, yeah, okay. And yeah, then like and we'll all take teams and pick I, the teams. I like it. Yeah. All right. That sounds like fun. Well, good. Then we'll uh, we'll talk soon, and and we'll probably strong arm you into coming back on the podcast sooner than later. But you're so nice about it. You love coming. You got it. All right, buddy.